Graduation time is upon us, and Jesse Browns is ready to help you get the right gift for that right person. From engraved Yeti mugs to a brand new fly fishing bundle to that Kavu bag, Jesse Browns will help you group it, gather it, and wrap it. So check us out at Jesse Browns Outdoors in the heart of Charlotte's shopping district, the South Park area, or head over to our brand new website that includes the Carolina Outdoors podcast at jessebrowns.com. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Your hosts are on board. One, Wes Lawson. This one, Bill Barty, where we come in and talk about the different things happening in and around the Carolinas and the people that are helping make those things happen. Wes, let's jump in feet first with this from the Charleston area. Artemis, which is the boat, won the South Carolina Blue Marlin Championship with a 504-pound, I don't want to give that extra pound away, 504-pound Blue Marlin, this coming through May 24th, just a week ago. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a uh, multi-week-long Blue Marlin offshore tournament. Most of those boats, those big battle wagons, go up to 125 miles offshore. That's from the harbor buoy in Charleston. You can go out at any marina in Charleston for that tournament. 504 is certainly a great size fish. I think the record for South Carolina is in the 800s. The world record down in Brazil, I think, was around 1,400 pounds. You're right. But yeah. you know, a number of years ago, Big Rock, a great big old fishing tournament here in North Carolina, was one with a marlin under 200 pounds. Really? It happens. You know, that that's, you know, we'll see how long this style tournament lasts, but um, I would not want to have to foot the diesel bill for a 52-foot <laughs> yeah. sport fisher going offshore for that long. Uh, that boat's been around for a number of years. It's won some tournaments, caught some big fish. So congratulations to Artemis on that. That's no small thing at all. Uh, yeah, the shout-out owner of the boat is John Darby, the captain, Charlie Moore. Uh, uh, the angler Theo Jordan was in the chair for that. Wireman J.C. Darby, first mate, first gaff Reed Clifton, with the second gaff Clark Banks, all on board for that. I don't have the prize money though. So you just mentioned a whole bunch of people, and every one of those persons on board had a role to play in that fish coming on. It's not just the lucky person who strapped into that fighting chair with a rod and reel that are also attached, so we don't lose anything. But you know, the wire man is keeping that, that line from touching the boat, bringing it closer for one and then two gaffs to bring it in. At some point, they may have been backing the boat down to cut distance. It always depends on tournament rules and if they're going for a record if they do that. Um, but you have not lived until you've been in the chair like that and had water coming over the gunnels as you back down on a large fish. And I messed up some of the nicknames. Gary, uh, Clark, I think, goes by Gary. And uh, it's not Charlie Moore. It's Chucky it's Moore. Chucky. Captain it's kind of a legend. Moore. Yeah. yeah, so uh, congratulations to that. It was kind of fun to watch it. How did we watch it? It's because it is taped. Mm-hmm. They had the tape running as that fish was hooked up with, as that fish was hot, uh, caught, fought, and as that fish was landed. And it was a whole lot of fun seeing the excitement of that whole crew. Um, high fives, screams, jumping up and down, hugs. 
high fives and some more screams. And probably some Ben Gay for the arms and hands of the people who had to work so hard to bring it in. That is exhausting. Uh, good for them, and congratulations. And the, the meat from those fish are valuable uh, around the world, um, particularly in Asia, Japan. Um, that's a, a, a big catch Most that way. people don't know that. But, yeah, if, if someone knows how to properly prepare blue marlin, I've never had it, but it's supposed to be quite good. I don't know. Hey, a couple of years ago, big name, especially a big name in sports, a big mm-hmm. name here in Charlotte, uh, a legend, if you will, uh, in basketball, Michael Jordan's boat, Catch-23, uh, participated in the Big Rock Tournament in North Carolina where they landed a 440-pound blue marlin during the second day of that. They had a, a large amount of success with some high-dollar prize money that came their way. And then um, that boat, the Catch-23, and and Jordan was there for that Mm -hmm. catch, too, Um, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, if you happen not to know who Michael Jordan is. And then um, that crew went down to Charleston that same year uh, for the Carolina Billfish Classic. So um, big names in in the news. And, of course, I I think uh, the Artemis is out of – Charleston and yep. the ownership and the captain and, and the boat all at, out of Charleston area. So congratulations to them. And in our part of the world here in the Carolinas, it is big saltwater tournament season. They've got they just wrapped up that tournament. We've got the Billfish Classic, the uh, South Carolina Governor's Cup, Big Rock, on and on and on it goes. And a lot of those boats will participate in many or all of them assuming all the ducks are in a row. So this is a prime time for big game offshore saltwater fishing. Speaking of that, but in the opposite direction, later Mm. on in the program, we're going to talk a little bit about trout fishing. So going from 504-pound catches to going to uh, 8- to 10-inch wild trout (laughs) is what we're going to do here on the Carolina Outdoors. So stay tuned later as Sam Johnson's going to come on. He's an outdoorsman, uh, angler, and author. In fact, his book, Great Gift or Great Reference Guide, if you're fishing uh, anywhere in western North Carolina, fly fishing the Blue Ridge Parkway, the North Carolina section, it's an almost accurate guide detailing over 200 of the best river streams and creeks along that section of the Blue Ridge Parkway, along with a bit of their history. We've had Sam on before. He's a wealth of knowledge, so we look forward to talking to him a little bit more about that. And with that being said, Wes, we talked a bit about this last week, but graduation has been in full effect. So it's amazing these young graduates or their family members who are helping um, steer them towards um, gifts involving their outdoor pursuits, Mm -hmm. their outdoor wants, or their outdoor outfitting. And that's been coming into Jesse Brown's um, during the graduation season. And it kind of runs the gamut from a Yeti mug engraved with their name to a fly fishing uh, starter outfit to an entire new wardrobe as that graduate steps into the next uh, part of their life and their presentation for that part of their life. Yeah, Bill, you're right. We've also had several people buy experiences for their graduate and for their dad. A day on the water with Jesse Browns. Dave, the Berg Mangler Bourbon, has been out almost every day. Yes, I have not, has. again, I haven't seen him in the store in forever. 
he's on the water today. You're already texting him at an, about another trip coming up. I don't think he's coming home. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, the gifts run the gamut um, from mild to wild and everything in between. It's all the intention, and we're here to help with that and the complimentary gift wrapping involved. Oh, that always makes the size fit just a little mm-hmm. bit better when you don't have to wrap that gift. And uh, the difference in these fly fishing wading trips from other outfitters that may be uh, doing some fly fishing is this is full-on fundamental foundational structure into the sport of fly fishing that enables you to continue the sport on your own. Of course, we have intermediate anglers who oftentimes will go who are honing a skill here or there, Mm -hmm. including expert anglers who have been fishing for 40 years who, just like Tiger Woods has a golf coach, a swing coach, Uh, anglers oftentimes will use experts to improve things that they want to work on. So from beginners to intermediate to expert, they are all welcome on these fly fishing wading trips, which include casting instruction, water reading, entomology, hook set and fish fight, and fish release because we are practicing catch and release fishing um, for these fish so that we can get out there and catch them again. Speaking of that, we have one more week. If you're listening live to the Carolina Outdoors via the airways of WBT Radio, because the Delayed Harvest Program, which includes 32 different streams and lakes in western North Carolina, it's where in October the state begins stocking these fish for catch and release angling only. These streams are usually streams and lakes that will not retain cold water fish like trout through the summer Mm -hmm. so the first saturday in june they are opened up to keep it diminishes the population but many say they wouldn't survive anyway so it's a, a great time to fish the next week and then the game change will happen as we move deeper into summer yeah, that uh, that change in season for catch and keep and delayed harvest is uh, it changes the the temperature in the room a little bit. Uh, whatever you do, have fun out there. Be safe when you do it, uh, and be mindful of other anglers and enjoyers of the outdoors. Let them have fun too. Don't camp out in one of those holes and take all the fish. <laughs> no, watch your etiquette. Hey, Wes, speaking of being safe and being out there, I got something in from the Transylvania County Tourism Development Mm, Authority. mm -hmm. They've worked closely with uh, differing uh, forest and park managers, uh, public safety organization, to uh, raise awareness about the dangers of waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. At Jesse Brown's, we like not just talking about fishing, but sending people on beautiful hikes and beautiful places, including beautiful waterfalls but these can be dangerous places and we want to prevent injuries and fatalities um, from happening and a lot of that comes from education so even though accidents may happen we're always committed to sharing safety messages when you're going to check out a hike or a waterfall now transylvania county includes brevard we're going to talk a little bit about it later on with sam johnson and fly fishing and um we have seven simple waterfall safety tips for our listeners to remember and recognize one is observe all posted sides signs leading to waterfall areas do not swim or wade upstream near a waterfall watch for slick rocks around waterfalls. 
Do not jump off waterfalls or dive into the pools below waterfalls. Do not climb on rocks above waist height. Watch children and pets at all times. We know that part can be hard, but it is important in these uh, potentially dangerous areas to do so. And stay on all marked trails and observation areas by following those seven tips. It'll help your outing to a beautiful place in North Carolina, like Transylvania County. It'll help that be a memorable and safe journey. Which is really what we want. So, yeah, go ahead and assume that all those rocks are slippery and those waterfalls, pretty as they are, won't be any prettier with you falling down them. Amen. The Carolina Outdoors is going to continue. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. You're listening to us, the Carolina Outdoors.